What is up, everybody? This is Chris, and welcome to Lost in Comics, where we help you get lost on your comic journey. Welcome to the weekly top three comics video to read this week. Should make a little jingle out of that. Uh, this is the video where I read my stack of comic books from all the various publishers, the small ones, the large ones, and I tell you which were my top three favorite reads of the week. I will tell you my pick of the week, the one I thought was the very best comic to read this week, and I'll also talk about some other comic books that I enjoyed this new comic week. There is no discrimination around here. Sometimes a DC book will be the top pick, sometimes it's a Marvel, sometimes it is a Mad Cave, uh, smallest publisher in the lineup book that will make the pick of the week. It just really depends on what tickles my tingles and my fancy this new comic week. And this was an interesting week, a ton of comic books, but very top heavy, some new series that were okay, but maybe didn't live up to my expectations. <laughs> Avengers and Titans. I'm just kidding, guys. But maybe one of those, maybe one of those books made the top three. I don't know. We'll find out here in just a moment. Let's get into it. Beginning with three. The seasons have teeth. Issue number two from Boom Studios. This is Dan Waters on writing, Sebastian Cabral on art, Dan Jackson on colors, and Nate Picos of Blambot on lettering. What a name. In this book, each season of the year comes in a literal form. Each season's form is a monster that when present in its region for its season, it wreaks havoc according to its distinct weather pattern. In this issue, it's summertime, and summer is bearing down fire and hell all across its region. But the heart of the story is centered around our main character, who is an aged photographer who lost the love of his life. A man with nothing left to lose who is willing to get right in the heart of each season to capture the most breathtaking photos for the whole world to get an up-close look at the season's true face and true nature. This job comes with incredible risk and an incredible amount of danger, but as our character reflects on his own seasons of life, this is where he belongs right now, fulfilling dreams and goals that he once left behind. This book is visually stunning. The depiction of each season is perfection. As a resident of Texas, I can relate to the summer creature, and I felt that creature. I feel like that creature lives in my backyard every summer. Um, this book is really solid. The correlation between the literal seasons of the year and seasons of life is what makes this book really sing. It's only a four-issue run, and I think it is worth your time. I cannot wait for issue number three, which is going to be autumn. And I am giving this book a... You know, huh? I absolutely love that book. Four. I'm giving this a solid four. Four out of five to begin the top three. Now let's move on to... Two. Hulk, annual issue number one from Marvel Comics. We've got David Papos on writing, art by Caio Majado, colors by Edgar Delgado, and letters by VCs Corey Petit. This was a surprise comic of the week for me. As far as entertainment value in a comic goes, this one entertained me the most this week. This is a one-shot, self-contained story, and it's about a film crew that is filming a documentary on the Hulk. In the pages of this book, the Hulk is somewhat of a mythical creature, like a Bigfoot kind of creature. Some really know of the Hulk's existence, but there's others that just hear whispers and rumors. Well, this film crew, led by Ryland Grant, shout out to Ryland Grant for making his Marvel debut comic appearance, is on the hunt for a Hulk sighting. And boy, do they get more than what they bargained for. 
The book takes us through the crew's journey with the panels acting as a camera lens from scene to scene. I thought that was a really nice touch and gave the feeling of a real docu-series. I also really appreciated how the story lent itself to the prologue of Philip Kennedy Johnson's new Hulk series, which we get a preview for in the back of this comic. The book was well-paced, the story had me engaged from beginning to end, and the whole Ryland Grant bit had me laughing throughout the entire book. I think anyone that's looking to get into the new Hulk series should pick this book up and let it accompany your reading into the new Hulk story. I like this one a lot, and it gets a... You know, huh? I absolutely love that book. Four. A 4.15. A 4.15. And I'm excited to tell you what my pick of the week is. But before I do, I'm going to ask that you help me out and hit that like button. From the bottom of my heart, I do appreciate it very much. And if the YouTube algorithm led you here, congrats and welcome to the family. I'm glad you're here and I hope that you'll hit that subscribe button. We are a comic-loving YouTube channel that highlights the stories, the characters, and the creators that get us lost in comics every time we open up a comic book. Be sure that you hit the bell so that you're notified every time content drops or around here or anytime we go live like tonight if you're watching this on thursday we'll be going live for issue 149 of lost in comics i will be joined by my co-host the pouch and we're just going to talk about a bunch of nerdy things i hope you'll drop by and you'll talk nerd with us but fasten your belts it's time for the it's the pick of the week the pick of the week pick of the week and this week's pick of the week is Ice Cream Man, issue number 35. This is Image Comics. We've got W. Maxwell Prince on writing, Martin Morazzo on art, colors by Chris O'Halloran, and letters by good old Neon. If you watched last year's Lost in Comics Best of 2022's nomination show, you know that this was a favorite comic of mine in several categories. And then if you watched the Lost in Comics award show, you know that it won the Best Ongoing Series Award voted on by the comic community. That's you watching right now. As the series continues on, it becomes more and more apparent to me that this just might be the best comic series, period. Every release, it's something unique and special. It dives into various facets of humanity, the sadness, the horrors, and the rays of sunshine that come through it all. This one gets at the heart of the monsters that have been revealed throughout the entire series, and it begs the question, does any of it really matter? Does the Ice Cream Man really matter? For a comic that lends itself to each issue being its own self-contained story, this one really has a lot of links to the entire series as a whole and gives that extra payoff for longtime readers. This book is brilliant. Like I told the creative team last week when they were on the show with us, this book is an exercise of my own demons at times. It leaves me thinking... Uh, after I read it, about the thematic nature of each issue, and this one is no different. I love this comic. I highly recommend that you check out the interview with W. Maxwell Prince and Martin Morazzo from last week. They revealed so much about the nature of this series, and quite honestly just made me an even bigger fan than I already was. It's hard for any comic to get close to this one any given week that The Ice Cream Man is released. And for that, I have given this comic a... You know, I absolutely love that book. Four. A four. Point six five. A four point six five for my pick of the week. Now let's talk about some runner-ups this week, starting with 
Superman issue number four from DC, Joshua Williamson on writing, art by Jamal Campbell and Nick Dragada. Superman and Lex Luthor have been forced to work together. Luthor has provided all his resources for Superman to get the edge in protecting Metropolis. But Lex is working from prison and we get glimpses into his life in prison while Lex is attempting to convince Superman that he's a changed man. Some of his actions don't leave Superman all that impressed and convinced. That is until Lex tells the story of his early days in Metropolis when he was only trying to make the city of tomorrow a better city for all. And he reveals a much different heroic side of himself and leads us all to believe his intentions have always been good. This, of course, leads leads to a much bigger story of what's been happening in Metropolis for years and why it's rearing its ugly head right now. I love what Joshua Williamson is doing with the Lex Superman dynamic and what he's doing with the Superman villains. This is really good stuff. Next up, we've got Dark Space's Good Deed number one from IDW. Che Grayson on writing and art by Kelsey Ramsey. This was a really great intro into this new series. This book is about a young journalist who had high hopes and dreams for her career, but something in her past has haunted her, and along with it, taken the best of her potential as a journalist, which leaves her reading puff pieces. One such puff piece has sent her to St. Augustine, Florida, a city known for its lure and hauntings, and she's there to report on the city's 450th anniversary. Simultaneously, a mother and a daughter have moved into town, opened up a new diner, but tragedy strikes right away, giving way for all the characters in this comic to collide. Beautiful setup for a wonderful mystery. I like this one a lot. Next up, we've got Dark Ride, issue number six, Image Comics, another Joshua Williamson book, Andre Bresson on art. Devil Land is basically the Disney world for diehard horror fans. All the rides and attractions are horror-themed, but there's a dark history behind the owner and the founder of this horror-themed park, a history that has long been hidden as the founder's son begins looking for the truth. It appears that the truth will be very difficult to uncover. I love this book. Highly recommend it. Now, some shout-outs to get to this week. Red Room, Crypto Killers, number one, Fantagraphics Publishing, Ed Pissar on Writing and Art. This book is back, and holy crap, is just as brutal and unsettling as ever. The Red Room's most profitable killer, the Decimator, is dead, but his unknowing daughter has been left behind to deal with the aftermath of the world knowing that her father was a cannibalistic killer. The story continues right where we left off and better than ever. This is the book that will always make me feel weird and nasty for reading it, but I can't stop reading it. It's one of the most horrific comics ever made, and it's back. It's better than ever. It's the last arc to this series. Next up, Little Monsters number 13, Image Comics, Jeff Lemire on writing, Dustin Nguyen on art. This was the finale of this Lemire child vampire story that packed an emotional beat to wrap up the series. This is definitely a series that I want to go back and read in its entirety altogether. I think it's going to read even more beautifully in collected edition. Next up, Fantastic Four issue number seven or Legacy issue number 700. Marvel Comics, Ryan North on writing, Ivan Ciolo on art. This was an extra-sized issue to celebrate Fantastic Four's 700th Legacy issue even though we're on issue number seven in the current run. 
It is what it is, right? But this Fantastic Four run continues to be a standout at Marvel for me. This one features Doctor Doom as he attempts to use time travel to repair what Reed Richards had done to protect Valeria and the other Fantastic Four children. The event that we know that happened there at the Baxter building, if you've been following along, this was really fun and I really like what's going on with the Fantastic Four. Now, let me say this about a couple of highly anticipated new books from Marvel and DC this week. First off, Batman, The Brave and the Bold, number one from DC Comics, absolutely loved the Tom King opening story. It's a year one story around Batman, Jim Gordon, and the Joker from the beginning. The art's beautiful by Mitch Gerards. It all worked perfectly for me. Now, the other stories I could have done without, which makes this book very annoying because it's $7.99. Beautiful cardstock cover, great opening story, it's really worth $3.99, not $7.99. I want to read the, that Tom King story, and I'm, 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 I'm conflicted. I don't know if I'm going to get an issue number two, because that $7.99 price tag is a lot. Next up, Titans from DC Comic, issue number one, of course. Tom Taylor on writing. Nicola Scott on art. This was a pretty good issue. I loved the art. I love the Titans as a team. But a big plot point is the suffering of Wally West. And I hate that. Is there anyone else in the DCU that's been thrown around like Wally West? It's why I loved Jeremy Adams' run on The Flash so much. He really brought Wally back and just spotlighted him and the family so much. But this book, once again, has Wally facing certain death. Aside from that, I love the team stuff and the idea of them moving in together in their home to protect the world. The Titans are now the go-to team, kind of replacing the Justice League for the time being. Good enough to get me excited for issue number two, but I really hate that Wally West is being hurt once again. More to come. We'll, we'll see what happens with that series. Uh, next up, Avengers issue number one from Marvel, Jed McKay on writing. I really like this comic, but it was a very typical issue one team building comic. The Avengers are assembling to form the new players that will be on the new Avengers team moving forward. They're facing a huge threat. Sounds like a very typical uh, number one issue for a team-up comic. Um, it was a lot of fun, but very typical. And I'm going to check out issue number two because I liked the tone. I liked I liked the team, and uh, I like Jed McKay. So I am going to read issue number two, but not a whole lot of sp anything special going on in issue number one. I read a ton of comics this week, liked most of them. How was your reading this week? Which one stood out in your stack? Let me know in the comments below. I truly appreciate you watching this video. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful night. And do not forget to turn off that crap news. And as always, stay lost in comics. I'll see you soon.